the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump says he will not comply with subpoenas coming from some House committees on the impeachment issue involving Ukraine. The president says the House has yet to take a formal vote on the House floor to proceed officially with the impeachment process. The country's most famous Democratic Socialist telling supporters he'll be back on the presidential campaign trail soon enough after treatment for a heart attack this week in Las Vegas. How are you feeling, Senator? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders was released from a Las Vegas hospital Friday after revealing he had suffered a heart attack during a campaign event on Tuesday. Doctors say they used two stents to address a blocked artery. That is correspondent Jackie Quinn on Wall Street Friday. The Dow gained 372 points and NASDAQ was up by 110. This is SRN News. It's obvious now. We are in the middle of a war for America's soul. It is a culture war and we must win it. We need more warriors to take up this fight. So right now, this radio station is looking for a few good warriors. Go to our website right now and look for the banner Salem's Culture Warrior of the Year Award. There are six finalists named there, and we're going to ask for your vote for one of them. Vote now for Salem's Culture Warrior of the Year Award. Just go to our website, am1280thepatriot.com. AM 1280 The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock, which means one thing. It's time to make talk radio great again. It's your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next. Here's your Twin Cities forecast, brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Breezy showers like it will last throughout the day, a high of 57 tonight. Chance for more showers and breeze, but then it's going to clear up at nighttime with a low of 47. Mitch Berg, coming up next, right here on The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, the Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, dominating Twin Cities uh, blogging, uh, at least qua the Twin Cities itself, for the better part of a generation now, uh, going on 18 years this coming February here. This broadcast, of course, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, ergo all media in the Twin Cities seven days a week. Uh, 16 years coming up in March, and March is right around the corner, which means, yet again, time to talk about planning our 10th anniversary party. Anyway, hope you can join me. 
blog, the blog is shot in the dark. Info. The show, of course, as you are well aware at this point, on AM 1280, The Patriot, here in the Twin Cities, 1 to 3, every Saturday. Uh, FM 107.5 in the West Metro, if you live west of the Mississippi and somewhere between, I don't know, Anoka and Shakopee, should be able to get us in crystal clear FM sound at 107.5. And if you're leaving the metro area for some reason and going elsewhere in the country, uh, by all means, check us out either by uh, on our live stream, either on uh, iHeartRadio or on the AM12A The Patriot app. Or for that matter, you can just go to am1280thepatriot.com, book a, bookmark us on your browser, on your mobile device, and boom, you got us wherever you want us. There we are for you. Uh, we're fighting the culture war every day along with my friends Brad Carlson, aired every Sunday from 1 to 3, and King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen. Now... On my blog, shotinthedark.info, and to a lesser extent on this broadcast, I have built a bit of a a hobby, a, a bit of a, of a practice, something that, that vexes some of my critics of doing a lot of work in, in the medium of satire because I found sometimes satirizing events of the world makes for more convincing critique than simply bludgeoning the events of the world over the head with direct reportage, with direct opinion, sometimes mocking that with which you disagree, that which vexes you, makes things, makes a better point. Why I bring this up, well, I'll just put it out there. We have reached a tipping point in American life where satire reports the news better than our legitimate, so-called legitimate news media. I point this out. I've, I've referred numerous times in this broadcast in recent months and, frankly, years about the uh, satirical websites, The Onion, which is the oldie but a goodie. I mean, it's been around for, what, 35 years now? Uh, used to be published in Madison, moved to New York. I think it moved back to Madison finally. It's uh, it, it suspended its paper edition, I don't know, probably close to 10 years ago, but it's still out there satirizing uh, the world uh, of, well, all of the world, the entire world. They they, they draw very broad uh, brushes and satirizing pretty much everything in the world. And it has led, directly or indirectly, to some much more focused satire sites, Uh some of my favorites, of course, Duffel Blog, which is a onion-like site about military life. Uh, there is IMAO, which satirizes politics, and of course, the one that's been getting all the headlines lately, the Babylon Bee. It's a Christian site which spends really cut its teeth, spending its first several years satirizing some of the excesses of some parts of the Christian faith, basically serving as Joel Osteen's funny conscience or trying to at the very least sorry all you joel osteen fans out there just saying not a big fan of god of uh, prosperity gospel we can uh we can argue that in the second hour if you'd like feel free 651-289-4488 if you're a prosperity gospel fan uh let us know how that's going for you both in this world and the next but that's not what i'm talking about right now babylon b has found itself uh getting drawn into uh in, into the world of, of secular news, partly because of its conservative outlook. And when I say conservative outlook, I mean small c, 
uh, I wouldn't say they're necessarily uh, that the authors involved are necessarily uh, conservative activists. So certainly, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine from their writing at least that they are movement conservatives. That being said, when push comes to shove, they probably trend more right than left, and their writing kind of shows it. They do a brilliant job of satirizing the left, largely, as well as people on the right who deserve it as well. And believe me, there are plenty of them. Uh, who, who knows more so than a Repu- than a conservative? <laughs> How many Republicans need to be satirized? And, and it's it's drawn blood from the big left because. It, it, they've gotten so much attention for the the quality of their satire, and and most importantly, the fact that their satire is so very very on point in 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 poking and prodding the news and the people who would tell us they cover the news. Uh, they've gotten so good at it that that big media has decided they feel the need to strike back at the Babylon Bee. Which led us to a, an episode we talked about, I don't know, six weeks ago here on the show and on the blog, where Snopes, which at one point was a fairly well-respected fact-checking site, uh, has found itself fact-checking satire, the satirical writings of the Babylon Bee, saying, hey, they're not really a news source, which has prompted the Babylon Bee to to declare itself America's best news source, uh, which got another fact check from Snopes, uh, people who apparently uh, were waiting in the next room when God was giving out senses of humor or perhaps senses of critical thinking. Oh, heck, why not both? Because that's the thing about satire. It's, It's ideally about making you think a little more clearly. To... Focus your logic a little more nearly to no i'm not gonna I'm not gonna parody the uh, I, uh, the, the the song anyway point being and if you're under the age of forty five you have no idea what I just said, so that's fine don't worry about it the, the point being the the mainstream media realizes that satire, especially in the form of the likes of babylon b and and occasionally sites like well mine shot in the dark dot info when they are getting closer to revealing the truth about the world than our so-called mainstream media do, well, then they're in big trouble. Not big trouble for their survival necessarily, big trouble in the sense that that they're going to be driven out of business by the likes of the Babylon Bee, by Duffel Blog, by IMAO, by ShotInTheDark.info. But in the sense that people are laughing with the Babylon Bee and at the mainstream media because the likes of the Babylon Bee and the likes of Duffel Blog, The Onion, and so forth, sometimes get at more truth obliquely than the big media do directly. And as illustration of this, I go to this article that appeared in, let me look, I can't quite read it. I think it was the Babylon Bee this past week. Uh, the, the headline reads, Beto, referring to Beto O'Rourke, the, the Irish faux Latino, who is still, I'm told, running for president. Anyway, a piece entitled uh, in, and I, I'm a, sorry, I forgot my glasses. 
I think the the, the piece came out in, in the Babylon Bee. And it, I can read the headline. Uh, Beto goes to Kent State, argues only the government can be trusted with guns. And you read that, you think, <laughs> those, those crazy loonies at the Babylon Bee got it again. Uh, they've got it dialed in. I mean, nobody could be so tone deaf as to go to a place like Kent State where, for those of you who are under the age of 48 uh, and can't, well, no, no, what am I saying, 50, 50-something 50 and can't possibly remember, uh, in 1970, 71, uh, the Army National Guard, the Ohio National Guard, uh, brought in to, uh, prote- uh, to, to guard the campus against a, a anti-war rally that was getting a little out of hand, opened fire on the protesters killing four college students. And so this would be the height of just, I mean, actually not the height. It's, all, it's almost too ham-fisted to be real. This is almost like not even the quality of satire you get out of a Babylon Bee. This would be one of your sort of, sort of half-witted Facebook satire sites, maybe something written by a Twin Cities libertarian. Uh, Beto goes to Kent State, argues only the government can be trusted with guns. It's almost too broad to be funny. I'll, I'll, I, the, the piece goes on, again, from the Babylon, I must say the Babylon Bee. Of all the places to argue that only the government should be trusted with guns, Beto O'Rourke picked Kent State University. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost too obvious to be satirical. Kent State is, again, back to the Bee, of course, the location of the infamous 1970 shooting that left four students dead and nine others injured. The shots were fired not by private citizens with assault rifles, but by members of the Ohio National Guard who shot at a crowd protesting America's involvement in the Vietnam War. Invoking armed agents of the state gunning down unarmed civilians is an interesting way to argue that Americans would be better off if the government forcibly disarmed private citizens. But I guess that's why we are keep being told Beto's an, quote, unconventional candidate. He, there's this tweet, has to be a fake tweet. Um, from Beto O'Rourke. Yesterday, people brought assault weapons to a rally at Kent State where four students were shot dead. I told them nobody but the government should have an AK-47 or an AR-15. Uh, we need to buy back every single one of them or presumably uh, send the National Guard out door to door to get them, killing many more. I mean, I'm sorry, what? Oh, you found my glasses. Thank you. Let me let me put them on. Uh, so, so the article entitled Beto Goes to Kent State Argues Only the Government Can Be Trusted with Guns. The supreme irony of, of the whole thing is, oh, wait, this is not from Babylon B. This is from Reason Magazine, and the story actually happened. Uh, a story originally reported by the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Oh, egg on my face. And that's, of course, the point. Satire and regular news can't be discerned from each other anymore, which is how you know the Babylon Bee has won. Oh, it's not the only way to tell. We'll be right back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Do you want?
want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's not luck. It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. We're a value-driven company that lines up with companies consistent with the Patriot. We're Minnesota-based. Well, in some ways, we are David against Goliath. We have to work harder. Often, we're going against international corporations. These are major, large corporations, and we have all the products you're going to find in any of our competitors. I think we offer a sense of appreciation. We find that good customer service in a small neighborhood environment works pretty well with us. And that's our focus. We treat our people well, and we hope that that carries over to the customer. We want you to come in, check out our stores, find where we're at on the map. Mention you heard us on the radio. You'll get any size, fountain or coffee drink free. Our hope is to earn your business so you can make Lucky's your landmark for convenience and service. Now there's a Lucky's station near you. Find them online at luckystations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. With me is Mike and Sharon Murphy. Great to have you both here. Now, Mike, what's it like working with EXP Realty? Well, Lee, EXP is awesome. It's the future of real estate. We are able to offer our clients better service, better technology, and we're having our best year ever. And we are growing. That's fantastic. Now, it might be strange to be talking about the spring in the fall, but it's very important right now because, Sharon, you guys are actually working on your spring showcase listings already. That's right, Lee. And we'll send our photographer out now to get those pictures of the green grass and fall colors so you can be ready for spring. We'll also include free staging and access to our exclusive list of handymen to help your home shine. That's why you want to be ahead of the game and not behind. If you're looking to buy or sell now or you want to be part of the Spring Showcase, give them a call, 651-216-7870, or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. That's MikeMurphyTeam.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-448. Join me. But forget Dennis Prager, Larry Elder teaming up for a powerful evening of identifying the key threats to our country. Elder and Prager, the War for America's Soul Tour, coming Tuesday, October 22nd. VIP tickets gone, but you can still get in, so do it! The number once again, 651-289-4488. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N Show. Short for Northern Alliance Radio Network Show. That's what we are here for. So you can say... Well, no. You can say... Whoa, get on the phone. Get your ticket. Actually, go to am12a.thepatriot.com. By the way, VIP tickets 
every last live long one of them are sold out. I mean, all of them, not not just the, the, the celebrity tickets, the Prager and Elder table tickets. Uh, by the way, the Narn table sold out, I believe, like probably about 30 seconds after Prager's table. I mean, Prager's got a, got some mega fans out there. So does the Narn. Uh, Larry Elder's table sold out next. It took a little bit. And then the rest of the VIP, just the regular non-celebrity <laughs> VIP tables sold out right after that. So the VIP tickets are gone. I mean, it's possible there might be a cancellation. Don't know if there's a wait list or not. Uh, but you never know. I mean, you know, stay in touch. Keep watching the ticket counters. But if you want to get there, your your best chances are still the, the general admission seats for the event itself, which are still available at am12athepatriot.com. Sign on up. So uh, we're talking about the difficulty of discerning the difference between satire and news today. And, and it's, by the way, proof that the Babylon Bee has won the rhetorical battle, which means the nation has lost the war. I'll talk about which war we're talking about in a moment here. But there was an op-ed that came out this past week uh, in the New York Times and another op-ed that came out in the Babylon Bee. And I'll let you try and discern which is which. Here's the first one. Guess which outlet it appeared in. And I quote, Noxious speech is causing tangible harm to the best country on earth, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Yet this fact implies a question so uncomfortable that many of us go to great lengths to avoid asking. Namely, what should we... The government, private companies also owned by the government, or the happy citizens of our republic be doing about it? The answer is obvious. We should have thought police. We should crush free speech so we can preserve order and a stable society and a benevolent government. We should curb speech in an effort to stop violence. Violence is a real problem and a consequence of free speech. Can you imagine if people just said whatever they wanted? You'd have people mistrusting government. You, you might even start a violent revolution that overthrows the government. May dear leader forbid it. Using free speech as a cop-out is intellectually dishonest and morally bankrupt. Yes, free speech is a glorious pastime of our wonderful, prosperous empire, but it's not the only one. It must be held in tension with other values, such as equality, safety, good citizenship, worshiping me, and stamping out anyone who would be foolish enough to speak up against our utopia. Look! I'm not calling for repealing free speech entirely. What I'm arguing for is silencing those whose speech your majestic rulers, namely me, find to be potentially seditious. Only when speech is carefully policed will your betters determining what can be said and what cannot be said can speech be truly free. This is an op-ed, of course, ostensibly by South, uh, North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un, appearing in the Babylon Bee. And and yet, you, you might listen to it out of context and say, well, clearly it's written in the voice, the putative voice of murderous, brutal dictator Kim Jong-un. Painfully obvious. It's, it's just a broad jape. Until you realize that it's actually lifted concept for concept from a 
op-ed in a real news source, supposedly, the New York Times. And when you read them both back to back, you realize the line between satire and news has never been grayer and fuzzier and less defined. This is a piece that came out on October 4th yesterday by Andrew Morantz, a New Yorker staff writer. This is in New, uh, in New York Times, uh, at the New, on the New York Times website, but he's a staff writer for the New Yorker. Uh, and by the way, he's the author of a forthcoming book, Antisocial, which I'm going to guess is just going to go flying off them shelves. By the way, the New Yorker and the New York Times kind of provide a Venn diagram of everything between the two, where the two ovals described by the New York Times and New Yorker magazine describe in the intersection between the two ovals everything that's wrong with modern American journalism. And Andrew Morantz would seem to be well within that intersection of the Venn diagram. Anyway, quote, and by the way, I, I urge you, as I read selected quotes from this piece, this op-ed that appeared yesterday in the New York Times, I urge you to remember the statements and the tone of the fictional satirical piece by Kim Jong-un that I just read in its entirety, with full credit to the Babylon Bee. Quote, There has never been a bright line between word and deed, Yet for years, the founders of Facebook and Twitter and 4chan and Reddit, along with the consumers obsessed with these products and the investors who stood to profit from them, tried to pretend that the noxious speech prevalent on those platforms wouldn't metastasize into physical violence. In the early years of this decade, back when people associated with social media with Barack Obama or the Arab Spring, Twitter executives referred to their country as the free speech wing of the free speech party. <laughs> Sorry. Sticks and stones and assault rifles could hurt us, but the Internet was surely only a force for progress. This is Andrew Morantz of The New Yorker in the New York Times. I continue to quote, No one believes that anymore. Not after the social media-fueled campaigns of Narendra Modi or Rodrigo Duterte, uh, by the way, the pre- d- democratically elected presidents of India and the Philippines, or and Donald Trump. Not after the murder of Heather Heyer in Charlottesville, uh, which still hasn't gone to trial, so calling it a murder might be a bit premature. Uh, Not after the massacres in a synagogue in Pittsburgh, two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand, and a Walmart in a majority Hispanic part of El Paso. The Christchurch gunman, like so many of his ilk, had spent years on social media trying to advance the cause of white power. But these posts he eventually decided were not enough. Now it's time to make real-life effort post. Mm. He murdered 52 people. This is Andrew Morantz talking here. That's why I'm doing the typical leftist voice. Having spent the past few years embedded as a reporter with the trolls and bigots and propagandists who are experts at converting fanatical memes into national policy, I no longer have any doubt that the brutality that germinates on the Internet can leap into the world of flesh and blood. The question is where this leaves us. Noxious speech is causing tangible harm, yet this fact implies a question so uncomfortable that many of us go to great lengths to avoid asking it. 
Namely, what should we, the government, private companies, or individual citizens be doing about it? Nothing. Or at least that's the answer one most often hears from liberals and conservatives alike. Some speech might be bad, this line of thinking goes, but censorship is always worse. The First Amendment is first for a reason. And by the way, if you are a conservative who supports civil liberty, who believes that the bedrock of this country is civil liberty, the thing that makes this country distinct from all of the rest of the countries in the world that treat the citizen as a subject, he's got a point. Of course, that's not where he's leaving it. I'm returning to Mr. Morantz. Quote, After one of the eight Chan-inspired massacres, I can't even remember which one, if I'm being honest, I struck up a conversation with a stranger at a coffee shop. Where else? We talked about how bewildering it was to be alive at a time when viral ideas can slide so precipitously into terror. Then I wondered what steps should be taken. Immediately, our conversation ran aground. No steps, he said. What exactly do you have in mind? Thought police? He told me that he was a leftist, but he considered his opinion about free speech to be a matter of settled bipartisan consensus. I imagine the same conversation remixed slightly. What if instead of talking about memes, we'd been talking about guns? What if I'd invoked the ubiquity of combat weapons <laughs> in civilian life and the absence of background absence of background checks? And he'd respond with a shrug. Nothing could be done. Never heard of the Second Amendment. Which, by the way, there, unintentionally on his part, tells you everything you need to know about Andrew Morantz. All rights are written in sand to the likes of Andrew Morantz and most of the New Yorker staff and these days the New York Times. Because you get what he's getting at here. And and I'll just say, using free speech as a cop-out is just as inwardly dishonest and just as morally bankrupt. In other words, ignore the Constitution. Ah, For one thing, the First Amendment doesn't apply to private companies. Even more creative reader of the Constitution will not find a provision guaranteed Richard Spencer a Twitter account. (sighs) Or you, for that matter, or anyone of the New York Times, because the Constitution is about principles, not about technology. Anyway... I'm going to find the part where he goes past satire into downright irrational, borderline evil. But that's when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. The fun is just beginning. Tell me where have you been, my blue-eyed son? Where have you been, my darling young one? National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base faster than you can keep up. It's as if they have a backroom of digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. And it's not a pretty sight. What if you could beat them with your own minions? You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? We've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital 
audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications, and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological, and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget the Bison are back and they mean business. Catch all the action as the herd goes for championship number seven on Business 1440. Last year, the herd went undefeated, picked up a record seventh FCS championship over eight seasons, going for number eight out of nine. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, see the full schedule, stream the games, which, by the way, are on right now as America's team, The Herd, continues its dominance on FCS football. The same way, the same way this very broadcast continues its traditional dominance of Twin Cities Weekend Radio and Twin Cities Media. In fact, there are those who call the Narn the bison of talk radio, which leaves us sing along now. One more time. Yeah. 651-289-4488. My name, Mitch Berg. My game bringing the truth to the nations and, well, the counties of the metro area especially. Uh, 651-289-4488 or also uh, Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Now, 
I have been talking this hour so far about the the, the victory for satire websites like the Babylon Bee over websites like, well, traditional news sites like the New York Times, in that it has become almost impossible to tell satire from news because news in the age of Trump has gone so far off into loony land that it's hard to tell who is parodying whom. For example, I'll read this piece again from uh, the Morant's piece yesterday, the somewhat Amanatopoeically named Morant. Uh, sorry, that was that was cheap and low. That was a low swing, but I, it's not inappropriate. Anyway, this is a piece from the Morant's. Uh, by the way, Andrew Morant's, a New York uh, New Yorker magazine writer, writing in the New York Times an op-ed about how free speech just isn't sustainable anymore. <clears throat> and he writes. Using free speech as a cop-out is intellectually dishonest and morally bankrupt. Yes, free speech is a glorious pastime of our, our country, but it's not the only one. It must be held in tension with other values such as equality, safety, good citizenship, worshiping me, and stamping out anyone who would be what, what foolish enough to... Oh, <laughs> again, again, I've mixed up the Babylon Bee paragraph with that in the New York Times. Now, I'm going to read the New York Times paragraph on which the Babylon Bee piece was uh, based. <laughs> See if you can tell the difference. Free speech is a bedrock value in this country. Sorry, <clears throat> in character. Free speech is a bedrock value in this country, but it isn't the only one. <laughs> like all values that must be held in tension with others, such as equality, safety, and robust democratic participation. But only the right democratic participation. <laughs> anyway, speech should be protected, all things being equal. Oh, beware of that qualifier. But what about speech that's designed to drive a woman out of her workplace or to bully a teenager into suicide or to drive a democracy toward totalitarianism? You see, they still think Donald Trump is a totalitarian. Uh, oh, sorry. Mm. Back in character. Navigating these trade-offs is thorny as trade-offs among core principles always are, but that doesn't mean we avoid navigating them at all. But you see, in the world of Andrew Morantz, it does mean avoiding navigating them. It means abdicating the responsibility we as citizens have to practice our rights responsibly and to and to meet faulty, flawed practice of those rights with more better exercise of those rights. Which at the end of the day is the only way to make all of this work and still retain a free society without the notion of our betters, like Andrew Morantz no doubt considers himself, deciding what is and is not acceptable to say. He, he comes up what I what I have to imagine in his little leftist elite pea brain thinks is the killer point next. And this one strikes home for me. Uh, he continues, and I quote, in 1993 and 1994, talk radio hosts in Rwanda calling for bloodshed helped create the atmosphere that led to genocide. The Clinton administration could have jammed the radio signals and taken those broadcasts off the air, but Pentagon lawyers decided against it, citing free speech. Andrew Morantz is an idiot, but will 
come back to that. It's true that the propaganda speech would have been curtailed. It's also possible that a genocide would have been averted. I can't take it anymore! This guy's a moron! I'm sorry, I'm going to sound like Michael Savage here in a moment, but he's a moron! Yes, radio personalities in Rwanda did in fact take to the airwaves 25, 26 years ago and called for ethnic bloodshed. And did, as Morantz points out, helped create the atmosphere that led to genocide. No, they didn't. <laughs> yes, there were, uh, first of all, his use of the phrase talk radio hosts is incredibly disingenuous. It tries to link the fact that radio stations run by tribes with centuries and perhaps millennia old uh antipathy towards each other, antipathies that were used by colonial powers, in this case the British, to gain control of the majority over the minority during the colonial era, and which reemerged as malevolent powers, uh, as as malevolent forces 25 years ago in Rwanda, leading to a a blood-curdling genocide. Uh, These were indeed fanned by Radio stations controlled by the state and by tribes. Not talk radio hosts in the sense of somebody sitting in a studio in Egan or whatever the Rwandan equivalent of Egan is taking phone calls and going all Rush Limbaugh on the people of Rwanda. It's not true. And to call it that, to equate what were not free and open expressions of opinion, a free market, but in fact, in effect, government propaganda broadcasts with talk radio as we practice it in America, as we have practiced it in America for the past 32 years since the repeal of the Fairness Doctrine, is disingenuous to the point of lying through your no doubt impeccably capped teeth if you're Andrew Morantz. He goes on to say just... To just to dissect the idiocy that lies within the paragraphs of this call for censorship, for a call for, dare I say it, common sense free speech regulations, <laughs> background checks on social media. <laughs> the Clinton administration could have jammed the radio signals and taken those broadcasts off the air, but Pentagon lawyers decided against it, citing free speech. Free speech, by the way, was one of the American ideals that even Bill Clinton tried to pass around the world, tried to, tried to, in those nifty post-Cold War days, tried to exalt to the rest of the world. But one of the other reasons he didn't do it is that it would have been an act of war. They could have jammed the radio signals in another sovereign nation. If a Democrat had heard of a Republican trying to jam radio signals that had social implications in another country, they'd be calling it active, unconscionable, saber-rattling, and American bullying. And it's theoretically possible that jamming the radio signals could have undone Centuries of ethnic antipathy going back to pre-colonial times. 
Well, no, it's not. It's not. It's a complete balderdash. Curtailing, by the way, it had nothing to do with curtailing the free speech of Rwandans because the radio stations were, in effect, wholly owned propaganda operations. Not like the radio station you're listening to right now, the apotheosis of the free market. So it's a false borderline slanderous equivalency and 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 Mr. Morantz is calling for in effect an act of war by the way he also points out that it's true that propaganda speech would have been curtailed it's also possible that a genocide would have been averted it is not the the idea that jamming some radio broadcasts in a country the size of Rwanda would have uh would have curtailed or or prevented the genocide that happened is fantasy. It might have slowed down the spread of the word that led to the triggering of the first epic blast of, of bloodshed. But the tension that led to the genocide was there under the surface, no matter <laughs> either way. And it's possible that jamming the trans- uh, transmissions, i.e. carrying out an act of war against, uh, against a country that had not attacked us, might have slowed the triggering of that down. Or given the, the, the tendency of, of societies to, 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 gener- to rely on rumor when uh, the, the media goes dead, might have accelerated it for all a- Andrew Morantz knows. Certainly for all anyone, a sensible person knows. But it goes beyond that, folks. Uh, Andrew Morantz's cretinism here is is even more dangerous than than his call for common sense speech laws would would seem to be on its surface. More about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. If you have cracked teeth, missing teeth, or old, wobbly dentures, you've probably thought about getting dental implants. But when you checked around, you discovered that many places charge a lot of money. $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 a tooth. Well, it's time for you to check out ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 a tooth, including the implant abutment and crown, plus your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free and we offer very convenient financing. Why do we call it Implant Miracle? Because with implants as low as $24.99 and other places charging so much more, some people say that being able to get affordable dental implants is a miracle. For more information on how you can save money on dental implants and get a beautiful new smile that you can actually afford, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com That's ImplantMiracle.com 
terrorism, racial jihad, nuclear instability, the United States faces these and many other global dangers every day. And while it may seem like these international threats are beyond our borders, we face greater risks against the Constitution and the rule of law right here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, using race to divide, social infighting, these and other dangers plague the bedrock of our great nation as bad actors want nothing more than to destroy our way of life from the inside. We are facing a war for America's soul, and now is the time to continue the fight for America's ideals. Join me, Dennis Prager, for an event to help give you an intelligent answer to attacks from the left. Join us at the Crown Plaza Air in Bloomington on the 22nd. VIP tickets are already sold out, and preferred seating is filling up fast. Reserve your seats now at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. American Pressure If you're cleaning up your food production facility and you're in charge of sanitization, American Pressure is the right place for you. We know that if you aren't clean, you can't make product. From food-grade oil and pumps to custom products to clean conveyors, we know your application. Water savings, reliable equipment, and quick support are just some of the reasons to call American Pressure. Find out more at AmericanPressure.com. The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Talking about the bleeding of the line between satire and news, and why it matters when you're dealing with people as irredeemably damn as New Yorker Magazine's Andrew Morantz. I, I, I just can't. Through the chill of winter, I have to carry on. Because it's our freedom we're fighting for here. Anyway, Andrew Morantz, who says that there is some free speech we just need to curtail because some people just can't handle all that freedom. Which, by the way, the traditional libertarian answer is more better speech. Now, the problem is, of course, in great swaths of our society, it's not permissible to say the wrong, more better speech against the wrong people. But uh, at any rate, uh, he, he made the false claim that talk radio host in Rwanda called for bloodshed and created the genocide. We dispensed with that. Let's move on to what he actually does call for. I'm not calling for repealing the First Amendment or even for banning speech I find offensive on private platforms. Oh, good. What I'm arguing against is paralysis. We can correct, correct, uh, protect rather unpopular speech from government interference while also admitting that unchecked speech can expose us to real risks. The government, uh, the Constitution, rather, prevents the government from using sticks. But it says nothing about carrots. Oh, good. <laughs> when progs start talking about carrots, uh, grab your wallets and your freedom because they're both uh, in trouble. Congress could fund, for example, a national campaign to promote news literacy. That should work as well as uh, the Department of Education's efforts to promote real literacy. Or could invest heavily in library programming. Yeah, 
Yeah, good. It could build a robust public media in the mold of the BBC. Oh, wouldn't that be brilliant? It could, uh, or the private sector could pitch in its own. Tomorrow, by fiat, uh, Mark Zuckerberg could uh, could make Facebook slightly less profitable. Or, and this is the doozy: if Congress wanted to get really ambitious, it could fund a rival to compete with Facebook or Google, the way the Postal Service competes with FedEx and UPS. So, to solve the problem of free speech being too free for some of the more mentally and psychologically fragile among us, he would create, uh, what would we call it, Uh, speech, uh, Obama speech, a bureau of speech, a speech bureaucracy, Uh, something to, to foment and educate about good speech, about good think. Uh, uh, basically, I, I mean, take good speech and make it into another arm of government. Why, I could almost see Nancy Pelosi taking to the floor of the House and saying, uh, we'll have to pass this speech, this speech bill to see what's actually in it. I could see a future Democrat president, maybe Elizabeth Warren, God help us. Uh, going on TV and saying, well, if you if you like your speech, you can keep it. If you like your media outlet, you don't have to lose it. History repeats, folks. <laughs> they're trying to ta- they're trying to take more power unto themselves. And, and Morantz is not they in the sense that he's not government. On the other hand, he comes he's he's from a, a sector that is the first cousin of our idiot elite political and academic classes. Uh, the elite media on the coasts. This isn't just comical, stupid, and historically myopic, though, folks. And it doesn't just border on satire. It's myopic in a sense that that I wish I could talk with Mr. Marantz and say, look, five paragraphs above, you express the usual facile gum flapping that the left commits when referring to Donald Trump and his ascendance to government office, one of the most powerful men in the world at the moment, and, and says, well, this is descent into totalitarianism. And no longer than no more than five paragraphs later, he's saying what we should do is is give government more power over what we say and and how we tell people to consume news, and more power over the news they consume. So, out of one side of his mouth, say, "Well, we've been taken over by totalitarians. Donald Trump is is hit, literally Hitler." Orange man, bad. Such a terrible thing. We've got a totalitarian running our government. And on the other side, he says, let's give more power over our freedoms, our speech, uh, over the First Amendment to that government that, okay, at the moment is literally controlled by Hitler. Can you see the problem yet? Can you see the inevitable illogic? By the way, when you're talking about people being literally Hitler, it's instructive 
to look at the example of the person who was literally Hitler, a person uh, who came to power almost 90 years ago named Adolf Hitler, <laughs> the original Hitler, the, the one that literally Hitler is named after. Kids, ask your grandparents. One of the things he was, in addition to uh, a master of propaganda, was he, a, he was a master of modern technology in a way that what, technology that was modern at the time, uh, in the late 1920s, mid-1930s, up to the beginning of the war, uh, 80 years ago last month. He was a master, not only of fomenting propaganda, but presenting it and using the technology of the day, not just print newspapers, but that glorious new medium of radio, the original social media, and the medium of films, which were blazing edge technology at the time, both. I mean, tell this to a feminist, you'll watch their head explode, but the greatest female filmmaker of all time ever, Lenny Riefenstahl, who did her best work for the Nazi party in the 1930s. I mean, work that filmmakers today still look back to in awe and reverence, except for the fact that it was a propaganda film for the Nazi party. Look at Triumph of the Will sometime. You can find it on on YouTube. Uh, And this is what happens when you, what was the term he used? Create a robust uh, public media along the mold of the BBC or, for example, uh, Deutsche Rundfunk, the uh, Reichsrundfunk, the uh, the German radio network, which was a robust public media in the mold of the BBC, except, of course, in the service of the totalitarian government that presumably Andrew Metzger thinks we have today. What is it you want? What is it you want? Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Let's talk about crime when we come back. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. She dealt my love a savage blow. I was so young, too blind to see. But anyway, that's history. I say history never repeats. I tell my Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's not luck. It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. We're a value-driven company that lines up with companies consistent with the Patriot. We're Minnesota-based. Well, in some ways, we are David against Goliath. We have to work harder. Often, we're going against international corporations. These are major, large corporations, and we have all the products you're going to find in any of our competitors. I think we offer a sense of appreciation. We find that good customer service in a small neighborhood environment works pretty well with us and that's our focus we treat our people well and we hope that that carries over to the customer we want you to come in check out our stores find where we're at on the map mention you heard us on the radio you'll get any size fountain or coffee drink free our hope is to earn your business so you can make Lucky's your landmark for convenience and service now there's a Lucky's station near you find them online at luckystations.com Lucky's station the official convenience store of AM 1280 The Patriot Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. 
The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800 500 Hey, honey, now that the kids are back to college, I think it's time we replace the carpeting in the living room. Yeah, we're overdue. What if we went with hardwood instead? It just looks so nice. Lasts forever. You know, Jan from work was just telling me about Serenity Home Interiors. She said they just had their kitchen done. New hardwood replaced the cabinets and countertops. She's been absolutely giddy about it the last couple of weeks. She's been raving about how massive Serenity's showroom is, how nice the people are over there, and how they handled the entire project for them start to finish. She said they'll even come out to your house for a free consultation. Huh. I like the sound of that. You want to go check out the showroom then get some ideas? Great, but I'm still thinking carpet over hardwood. (laughs) Well, let's go take a look at the options. Have them swing by with some samples then. Call Serenity Home Interiors today, 952-303-4033, or go to shi-mn.com. That's shi-mn.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.